Welcome to Criminal Perspective. I'm Chris. I'm Andrew. <laughs> you, is, is it true that you are the new and approved iced out Andrew? No comment. Bling bling. Uh, go check out the newest Patreon episode with Lance and Tim uh, from Crawl Space, Missing More, Murray, Empty Frames, and their newest podcast venture, Beyond Strange World. We hang out with them for a bit and we talk about Andrew's... Uh, alleged uh use of crystal methamphetamine over the weekend accidental <laughs> well let no don't let them let them go to the patreon you know we can't we can't just give it to them it's too good so you can go to the patreon and check that out um on this episode we're going to be giving you a re-release of of one of the older episodes we did i think this was like our i don't know this is one of the like first few episodes we did and and uh we did this a few days before the execution of Florida serial killer Bobby Joe Long, who Andrew and I both very, very briefly corresponded with. And uh, we we talk about his execution. I think we released that episode either the day before or the day of his execution. I believe it was the day of his execution. I think so. Yeah, I think you're right. Um Andrew and I talk about our interactions with Bobby Joe Long, and uh, we're bringing this back because we're releasing two episodes at the same time. And there's a, another episode that's out right now um, that you can check out after this one. It's an interview with journalist Douglas Montero, who was a witness at Bobby Joe Long's execution. So that's kind of why we're re-releasing this one and uh, kind of going going back and giving you a little bit of, of our interactions with Bobby Joe Long and you can get a really good picture of who he is if you're not already familiar with him. So um, here's an old episode that Andrew and I did around the execution of Bobby Joe Long. We're going to be talking about the execution of Bobby Joe Long, one of the shittiest dudes to ever walk the uh the dirt in florida which is would it be the sand in florida the sand the muck the swampy muck i mean florida's florida's had its share of uh bad people and uh he's one of the worst so uh andrew what uh what do you know about bobby joe long i know that he raped and killed at least 10 women in the tampa bay area all over the course of an eight-month period this was in 1984 are you reading this Maybe <laughs> he released the last victim, which doesn't really make sense to me. Yeah, she's she he abducted her um, when she was coming home from work and uh, she was extremely savvy and he kept her in his apartment, sexually assaulted her for days. But she she touched everything in his bathroom to make sure that she got her fingerprints on everything. And she did a lot of really savvy things like that and psychologically tricked him into thinking that, you know, he could let her live which he did and he took her somewhere she she could see a little bit under her blindfold and notice the interior of his car and what kind of car it was i think it said on the dashboard or something of the sort and uh she led police right to him i think she was like 14 or 15 at the time um i'm reading right now that i didn't realize this yeah he was born with an extra x chromosome which caused him to grow breasts during puberty yeah. For which he was bullied over. I didn't realize that. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. 
He also um, suffered multiple head injuries. I didn't realize that either. I've I've never really looked into his case. I used to write him uh, <laughs> back in the day, like 2011, 2012, and a few of my friends talked to him. But yeah, I mean, getting back to his his case and stuff, the 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 victim, or I should say, the survivor that that got him sent to death row, essentially. Um, she's actually a, a police officer in Tampa and has been for some time. And uh, he, I mean, he was also, I, I think he was known as the classified ad rapist or, yep. or something of that sort. Yep, at uh, least 50 rapes. Yeah, yeah. Pr- pretty prolific rapist. And uh, truth be told, we don't prep for these shows. We kind of go go off what we know and and maybe, you know, read a little bit to help us brush up. But I um, do know that he did tie his victims up with rope. And why? Why? Because you're reading it. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of his victims were were prostitutes or um, exotic dancers, sex workers, which is uh, odd because his last victim survivor, excuse me, um, was it was a, a, a crime of opportunity. She was leaving work. She was heading down a road. It was dark and he jumped out and snatched her uh, right off her, her bike. And that's how he got her. He would uh, strangle. He would slit their throats, bludgeoning. He's a pretty, uh, he's a pretty gnarly motherfucker. Did did you ever talk to him personally? I talked to him through letters, but I I never spoke to him on the phone. It's kind of hard to get phone calls from Florida's death row because they can only get one phone call a month, and you can only update your phone list every six months. I know that's how it is right now. I don't know how it was eight years yeah. ago. When yeah. I was their their death row is is somewhat I mean, rather they're lucky because Texas death row you get one one phone call a month it's 5 minutes you're on speakerphone with the cops there's two cops there and the phone calls like $20 yeah i mean de- florida's death row is is rather tight and oppressive than i mean you know kentucky they get out of their cells they can work they get video games stuff like that uh in florida they they keep a tight leash on them texas is a standard of of you know the worst death row on florida's not far behind it so they they don't treat them like gold over there or over here i should say yeah what was what was long like when you uh when you corresponded with him the first letter he wanted money and the second letter he wanted photos of young women in the third letter he was frustrated because i hadn't sent him any photos of young women and he's like at this point i see no interest in going further or whatever you know yeah, no, corresponding no but there's other women that would write him and right away he'd respond back but of course it was all these sex letters like wanting to jack off between their feet and just he was into weird shit and I'm going to read a letter in a little bit about just some weird shit that he would always say. And yeah, and people can hear he was how like he... Ramirez boring to most people, but to women, he was just like a sex maniac and couldn't get, I mean, he raped 50 women. I mean, that's yeah. pretty bad there. There's, there's nothing off the table as far as his, his sexual life goes, which is fucking scary, you know, considering someone like that was out on the streets at one point. Yeah. I, I, I corresponded with, corresponded with him, a little bit. It was a while ago, probably 2010, 2011, maybe. I'm not sure. Uh, but I wrote him and, um, you know, I told him a bit about myself. And what's funny is um, one of the things that I used to be really into is exploring abandoned buildings and things like that. Some friends of mine got into 
an abandoned jail in Tampa that was closed. And that jail was the jail that Bobby Joe Long was held in after he was arrested. I, I figured I'd bring that up in conversation, you know, because maybe they'd be like, oh, yeah, I remember that jail or that jail sucked or, the, you know, that jail was pretty good, whatever, blah, blah, blah. You know, just trying to make some conversation and, you know, just uh, try and uh, make them comfortable and, and let them know that I know a little bit about him and that, uh, you know, we have this, this thing that, you know, I was, I, I saw that jail that you were in, whatever, and just topics for discussion. When he wrote me back, he was a total fucking dickhead. He was like, yeah, uh, why do I give a shit that you go and get into abandoned places? That sounds pretty fucking stupid. And who cares that you went to a fucking jail and was like, he was just an ass. And he was like, I don't get what your point is for writing me. And, um, you don't, you don't seem, uh, interesting at all to me. We don't have anything in common. It was just like, it, it was so far beyond being blunt. He was like, he was a fucking prick. Like he was a total fucking prick. And that's, uh, that's what I remember most about him is, is how much of a fucking dickhead he was and how, <clears throat> he had this like uh i mean granted it was a letter but i mean even the letter had this air of macho posturing and trying to trying to you know get this alpha roll over me and demean me and diminish what i had to say and and things like that that's all i could think was man this guy's a fucking asshole and other people that i talked to said the same thing they're like yeah he's he's a prick and and he's you know just offensive and inappropriate and and just all sorts of he just sucks you know yeah he's definitely one of the more brutal ones especially with the rapes i mean 50 rapes eight i think it was eight confirmed victims i think you set up to 16 yeah i think it was somewhere around he's, 16. he's probably one of florida's most prolific i'd say like top 10 most definitely Oh yeah, yeah. I would I would one hundred percent say that. And <clears throat> he's just so deviant and brutal and uh and it was I mean he, he killed it at such a fast pace and I mean he you know, he's just one of those people that it's it's good that he was caught because I mean he did enough damage as it was. I mean, could you imagine if that fucker was out for even another week, he, you know, how much more damage he could do in that little bit of time. He was just so fucking deviant. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure there's plenty of more rapes that went unreported. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. There's I... other murders that he's responsible for, too, especially the rapes, because I know a lot of women, the ones that go unreported, they're too embarrassed or whatever to re report them. And it happens all the time. And, and that was a time where it happened even more. So, um, but yeah, he's, he's being, he's being executed on the 23rd. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So he's, he's finally got his, his execution day and his appeals have, have long been gone. He's, he's been death ready for, for a while. So, uh, our governor, um, signed his death warrant in the 23rd. I, I really don't see anything that's going to stop it. I'm, I'm, you know, uh, he's every single thing they've been trying to do last minute. It's been getting denied. So I, I can't imagine anything is going to work at this point. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's just, I mean, unless you guys get hit uh, by that 14 state tornado, he's toast. Yeah. Yeah. No pun intended. Yeah. He's, he's, he was he's sentenced a... to death in the electric chair. So I'm wondering if that's how he's going to be executed. No, no, it won't. I, 
there's i mean because the the change in protocol here um, florida doesn't have the electric chair anymore they they don't florida use it does ever. no florida does have the electric chair however uh the inmate has to request the electric chair for their means of execution it honestly wouldn't surprise me if he did choose it because he's a no he he hasn't the only person who's who's um there's a guy named wayne Doty uh who's on death row for killing somebody in in prison he was in prison for another murder and while he was in prison he murdered somebody um he actually argued for himself to get the death penalty he wanted the death penalty and he's he stated that he is going to go out by means of electrocution. But um, it, like I said, the, the inmates have to pick it, and usually they pick lethal injection. Or if they don't pick, by default, the method of execution is lethal injection. Seems like a more easy way to go than to be electrocuted. It seems like it, but uh, I mean, in recent times, it's it's shown that uh, lethal injections are, are not that you know, it's it's not that simple. Yeah, I don't think um, it's been proven that they can't feel anything. It hasn't. It hasn't. And and look at Oklahoma and and there's some other ones where there's some botches. There's you know people get blown out veins. There was and, a guy that was like 300 pounds and it took like what was it, like two three hours for him to die and he was just gasping for air and. Well, I mean, not everybody's going to have the same dosing. I mean, it's it's just it's crazy that there is. Um, there is a, a, I think he was a, a, a warden in Virginia. And one time we had an execution here in Florida where the person being executed uh, caught on fire and they had to investigate, um, you know, the electric chair and that means of, of execution and that method and everything. And uh, they brought this guy in um, as as a a consultant to to fix it and make it more efficient and even he said you know if i was them i'd take the electric chair because and he's presided over tons of executions and he he was like yeah i'd take the electric chair it knocks you out and you don't feel anything and it zaps you to death whereas you know the lethal injection i don't know so i i mean yeah i i'd probably go electric chair but i don't know i don't know yeah. Um, Take your so, poison. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you have uh, you have some letters from Long that were written, I think, in the nineties to a woman. And... Yeah, I have some. I have some that are that are more recent than that, but they're not as sexual as this one. Yeah, people people can. These other ones are to males. Like, thank you for writing. But at this point, uh, I'm not looking for new pen pals. Some of those dudes are are just they're like that, and it's it's very obvious that they're like that. And uh, like Bobby Joe Long doesn't hide it. That dude is is such a fucking like over the top perv, you know. Yeah, I'm sure, the, <laughs> that's that's the that's putting it nicely. Miss that guy, and I'm sure Florida will. The taxpayers might be pretty relieved not to have to house him anymore. It's. I mean, I'm against the death penalty, but fuck him, you know. Like the guy sucks. Right. And that's that's not even like due to how he talked to me or it was I mean, just like he's such a fucking horrible human being, like to do what he's done and and just to sit around on death row for 30 years and and continue being just an utter piece of shit. So, like, you know, whatever. Fuck that, dude. Yeah, he's definitely a sexual nymphomaniac deviant just with an extra Y chromosome, like a little bitch. 
Yeah, I think it's a Y yeah, chromosome or X extra Y. Yeah, yeah, or, no extra X. I think it was whatever. Fuck him. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this letter he's he's talking about uh, hair and whatnot. So he says, "Hmm, something personal from you." Well, I usually get a very short haircut when it starts to warm up here around May. Usually, would it be possible for you to send something from yourself, something like a lock of hair, perhaps, or maybe something even more personal, if you get what I mean, or even both? Well, I follow you on the hair, but I'm afraid you lost me on the something even more personal. What do you have in mind, baby? What do you want me to do? Just tell me, and if I can, I will. Meanwhile, I've thought how nice it would be myself to have something similar from you. Maybe you could spare a long lop, long lock of your hair, perhaps from the back of your neck, so it wouldn't be missed too much. If so, tie it together with a piece of thread, and then tape the thread to the inside of the page of a letter so it won't come apart when you send it to me. I think that would work fine, don't you? What if I asked you for something even more personal as well, pussycat. What if I was to ask you to snip off a curl of your soft pussy fur as long as you can from up by your clit, coat in your sweet pussy juices, tie it with a piece of thread, and tape that to the inside of the pages of a letter and send it to me? I think the content makes me really uncomfortable, but the way you read it is like... How would you feel about that? <laughs> it's slack, just like the, the Robert norm, Joe Long said. The nor the normal way you read that is like so fucking. I, I, I don't even know if there's a way you could read it where it wouldn't. You can't. You can't. It's ridiculous. It's fucking ridiculous. Like yeah, that dude that's, that's is ridiculous. That's the same ridiculous. with like uh, Treywick letters and stuff. Like you could have uh, you could have Mister Rogers read it, and it's still gonna sound creepy. Yeah. Yeah. It's. But yeah, but I mean, you make it sound extra <laughs> creepy, but, but yeah, I get like anybody could make it sound creepy. It's just creepy shit. So yeah, I don't know. Like that's how he talks to women. But I know there's, I, I used to know a woman that used to write long and she would share her rape fantasies with him and told her, told him that, uh, she wishes, uh, he was out so she could, uh, have him come to the house, leave it unlocked. He'd crawl through with like a ski mask on, put a knife up to her throat and just rape her. And I'm just the fuck is wrong with people. Yeah, I have no idea. I mean, I I know people are into that kind of shit and there's rape. I guarantee if you showed up in her fucking house, he he would definitely kill you after you. Yeah. And she would be like, (laughs) oh, no. And it's not fun anymore. You know, like the fuck is wrong with people like yeah, that's ridiculous. I mean, yeah, he was just that sums him up right there. That's that's what he was like 24 hours a fucking day. He was just he was like that. And he didn't give a shit about anybody but himself. He made that very clear. He made that very clear to me, you know, unless I had anything to offer him. He didn't want my fucking conversation. He didn't want any sort of he, he didn't want anything. He just, he, you know, he would want money or, you know, if I could send him porn or whatever the fuck he was into. But Um, being that I didn't even hint at offering him anything that is, uh, gratifying to him. Um, I wouldn't shit to him and he made me very, very well aware of that. So yeah, whatever. That fucker's going to be very, very dead in a couple days. So yeah, I like, I, I don't feel bad for him. Um, but yeah, let's go ahead and, uh, 
and wrap this up and stop trying to sound like smart guys and uh, get the hell out of here. So um, thanks for listening. And So now that you heard that episode, the next episode we have, like I said earlier, is an episode with Douglas Montero, who's a stop looking at me like that. I'm not even looking at. I'm looking. <laughs> I'm looking straight ahead, but I guess it. It, it looks like the, I'm looking in the camera, but it's I'm not. I the swear. Camera perspective, or you're just like super cockeyed or something. Maybe um, I'm just cockeyed. <laughs> so, anyways, yeah. The next episode we have, you can go listen to it right now. Um, is with Douglas Montero, who who witnessed the execution of Bobby Joe Long and wrote a piece about it for Radar Online. Uh, he's a great crime journalist. Um, and uh, yeah, that one's next. Go check it out. It's out right now. And go check out our newest episode that we put out today, our, our newest classified episode on Patreon, patreon.com slash criminal perspective. You can hear our interview with Lance and Tim from Crawl Space Media. And uh, so yeah, go check out the next episode with Douglas Montero. Thanks for listening.